three, four. It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Ding Show. It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's called out the Ding It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's the awesome Chunk and Ding Show. It's the Chunk and Ding Show. It's called out the Hello and welcome to Afternoon Yap. I'm Chunk the Punk and with me today is my co-host and author of the book, Memoirs of a Grade School Model or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love to Wear Spandex. Mm. It's my good pal, Tony. Mm. Tony, what's up, man? What's up? How are you? I'm I'm excellent. I'm about good. to... Are you? Uh, I'm, look at me. I'm beaming. Okay. Yeah, you are. You're looking good. <laughs> I am different every single week, man. Like You either see me in a real good, real enthusiastic mood or yeah. you see me real clenched real uptight because a lot of like the time on thursday yeah yeah a lot of the times like some of the times this is work for yeah. me and then some of the times this is like what i've been waiting for all week and which one is this this i feel good man ah! <laughs> i i've been so busy the last like five days that this episode i wrote probably 90 percent today okay as I'm driving, you know, mm-hmm. in, in places that I should not be writing about video games. Right. Uh, but on today's episode, we're going to cover Splatterhouse 2 for the Sega Genesis, NBA Playgrounds, and also a review for the new At The Drive-In album, Intertalia. Now, I've never reviewed an album on Afternoon Yap before. I don't think we should. We're definitely going okay. to. Uh, At The Drive-In is a near and dear band to me, and you're going to hear about it. Okay. Um, not wait. So, this weekend, uh, my wife graduated. Sure Congratulations did. to my wife. From high school. From high school. Hey. Oh, honey, I'm so proud. Trophy no, wife. she got her master's. And I was at uh, OSU Shoe or for four straight hours, baking in the sun in my, in my pale white skin. Mm-hmm. Not only was I there for Porcelain the boring skin. three hours, yeah. but I was there an hour hand before playing the husband move where I am actually saving seats for her parents. So you know what I did in that hour? I sat and I baked in the hot sun and I listened to uh, the new At The Drive-In album, which I am going to review at the end of the episode. Okay. So um, I don't know when the last time you went to a graduation was, but there was record attendance. I think that they said that they had 11,500 kids graduating. Okay. And the way that it works is – it, that's way too many kids. And yeah. and they, they make this big point of going um, – Young adults. Hey, guess what? We're one adults. of the only schools that does this, that does all of the graduation all at once. And everybody's sitting there thinking, there's a reason <laughs> right. why. Like yeah. I don't I don't care how important Ohio State is. Like there's a reason why they don't have 11,000 kids going to get their diplomas. Because it takes four hours. All at once because it takes four hours. Yeah. Now the only people that they read out the names for are the people that get their PhDs. Uh-huh. Still – like 200 people. Yeah. And the guy, God bless his soul, he must have had um, a computer in front of him with everybody's name spelled phonetically. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? How many Jim Wests do you think were there? How many Bob Rosses do you think were there? How many uh, Jonathan Thomases do you think were there? I'm going to guess that there were probably a lot of names from the Asian is that appropriate the Asian nations yep. the chinas yep the japan there's more there's the Koreas, more indian and indians um, yes. middle eastern i am they there were names i'm not even making a joke about this mm-hmm. 
people were laughing in the audience because the, that's, he, that's they terrible. would spell the name out. The guy would say it, and it would be jibble babble dab, jibble dabble dab, dibby dabble dab the third. Yeah, and that's like, my doctor. For like an hour – and it was so guy. it was just so funny because people would laugh and applaud because they were laughing at the name yeah. and then the person up there grabbing their diploma they would like turn around and be like oh like you guys know <laughs> me <laughs> <laughs> doctor <laughs> so i am sitting there i granted i've already been roasting in the hot sun for like two straight hours mm-hmm. i am starting to kind of lose my mind at this point and granted i still have another two more hours to sit there and just complete i love my wife i am so absolutely proud of her Jeez, but right. graduation is difficult. I mean, you've got to go to like preschool graduation. I was just going to say, I, I have two graduations coming up next week. <laughs> there are like 12 kids and in those that kids, graduating Those class. kids got their masters awesome. in Play-Doh mm-hmm. and checkers. Mm-hmm. And they even got like their participation trophy. Yeah, double majored in and tinkling on the potty. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's overwhelming. Like, yeah. And so I'm sitting there. And I'm starting to I, – I hallucinate anyway. I daydream any – I daydream. Not hallucinate. I daydream because I am a just, a I've got an active mind and I was super bored. But, like, I started to hear these names of people that did not exist mm-hmm. because I was so bored of hearing nah, – bad. So here's some of the names that I actually wrote down to myself. Number one. Uh, this gentleman came up and picked up his degree. Boy, I'm sizzling. Because you were hot. <laughs> got it. Got it. Now, can as I name these names, we're uh-huh. going to try to do this as professional and as non-rude as possible. In classic Yap style. I am terrible at accents. Okay. So what would Boyam Sizzlin's How about you, you say it in an accent? Okay. And I will try to guess the accent you are trying to say it. I, I should have. I should have discussed the rules with you before we started because this okay. is too difficult. All right. Uh, I am boy, I'm sizzling. That sounded like a, uh, uh, Aboriginal? Uh, I don't know where I was. <laughs> like I said, like I need you to name out the country first. The country of origin from the person graduating. I, I, I am boy, I'm sizzling. What, is, what would that be? I am so happy. Oh, that would be like. That sounded uh, like uh, coming to America. No, I think I'm trying to get that Africa. character. Ice, Iceland or whatnot from oh, okay. uh, uh, yeah. from Frozen. You know? Okay. <laughs> I think, yeah. Is that what I'm. Is no, that I, what? no, I can see it now. Okay. I, can see it now. Uh, the, I got my guy, award then. Yeah. Oh, geez, this is terrible. Uh, <laughs> no, I thought it was great. Next character. Next actual person that came up and picked mm-hmm. up his uh, diploma. Yep. Uh, th- uh, the speak or suck balls. <laughs> Do that one. one I wrote this bit in my car okay. 20 minutes before we started this. I'm yeah. not sure I heard you correctly. The speak or suck balls. The speak or suck balls. Yeah. And I'm supposed to guess the national origin? Yeah. Well, well, no, no, no. What? What is the national origin? I. That's... Yes, the speak or suck balls. What would that be? Sounds like your dog. Sounds like Jackie That's Bauer. French. That's, <laughs> That's French, French, then. That's Southern French. Ah. Uh, uh, hold on a second. Uh, okay. I am uh, – I only have, like, four accents. This is terrible. <laughs> um, I am a rapid da <laughs> 
Is that Italian? That, I mean, the, the only reason I can guess Italian is because you had your hand up. <laughs> yeah, like this, like a pizza pie. <laughs> like a pizza pie. A rapatapani. Yeah, okay, uh, got it. Um, this one I think I probably stole from some cartoon or something like that. Okay. Uh, give me an accent, please. I uh, what's what's Australian? Uh, Good day, mate. Good day, mate. I'm shut up in your face. That's <laughs> that Italian. Was, That's that, Italian. That was a perfect Italian. You got it. That was perfect. Uh, I'm from Down Under. Shut up in your face. <laughs> I wanted to do this because I am so bad at accents. And Terrible. because I wrote this bit 20 minutes before we started it's, recording. It shows. It really shows. Um, um, uh, what's what's Russian? What's a Ruski? Uh, how do I? Oh, oh, yeah. I will break you. I am screwing my dumb life. <laughs> Is that is that correct? And I got my I got my PhD in mathematical physics. Oh, they were <laughs> you just they, sound grumpy. They were just making up stuff at this graduation okay. for the most part. It was just like in the field of Celtic reading. When you go to the store, masters. He underwater studied for basket underwater um, basket weaving. Holy smokes! This is long. That sounded Japanese? Yes. Okay. And, and that is the official accent of the Japanese people ah. right there. Um, ho- holy shit, something <laughs> wrong. No, 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 no. Uh, I am – give me an accent. This is impossible. Oh, wait, American accent. Well, my, name an accent. Is, my name is God damn it's hot. <laughs> well, that was American. You told me. Yeah. Okay. Then it was American. Correct. Ding, 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 ding. Got it. Uh oh god some of these are just real bad. Uh, uh give me an accent give me an accent. I can't tell you I'm accent. supposed to guess. Uh think of the Olympics. My name I my name is Jacques Bauer. Uh my name is Let's go let's go let's go junior. That sounded French. Yes. Have we already done French? Yep. This uh, bit is killing. <laughs> this it, it's working for me, Tony. <laughs> as long as you're having fun. <laughs> Uh, give me an accent. I don't want to get Jamaican. Give me oh, Jamaican. how how's Jamaican? Oh, Yaman. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yaman, ahead of my life at the moment. Is that right? <laughs> no, or is no, that I just got, back to France I again? Don't know. It's, it's just terrible. Okay, no, nobody anymore uh, sounds like give that. Give me like a real stereotypical one to end the bit. These with. are all stereotypical. No, no, no. This is. I actually got all of these accents from. Um, uh, punch out that we did a couple of right. weeks ago. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. These actually, all of these quotes and names are characters from a throwaway punch out game. Do uh, Indian. Not, Indian. Uh, how is Indian? Think um, of the Simpsons. Uh, oh, Mahasa Pipa Padalon. That was a, that was a bad. There's, there's like a hundred different. Act- it's all just an amalgamation of my dog who is from southern France. Mm. Uh, um, give me. Um, uh, 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 get me the fuck out of here! <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know the third. What you're doing right you now? You get you get where I'm going. With I get this, where right? I, from what I can glean from the last half an hour of whatever the hell this was. <laughs> it was hot, and there was a diverse uh, uh, student body graduating from the Ohio State my, Masters program. My 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 mother-in-law. Mm-hmm. Like she was dying, we could not see my wife. Like we were, we I had even gotten there an hour earlier, and we were still up in C deck, and she was like dying to like try to find her, and it was like everybody was filing out. They 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 make a point to say, hey, don't leave. Like every your all your kids are gonna uh, come out and they're gonna go straight out the door, but please don't leave. Like mm-hmm. please don't leave. 
And I, at this point, I had had it. I had spent four hours just crisping in the sun. And she wanted to stick around, and I was like, we got to get out of here. Yeah. Like, I, uh, you can stay, but I have got to get out of this sun. So that was my, that was my weekend. Congratulations to my wife. She's finally done. Yay. No more teachers, no more books, no more teachers, dirty, dirty looks. looks. Now yep. you can finally quit that 9 to 5 and do the yap full time. <laughs> I, and by the way, hey, man, that check. I'm sorry that it bounced. Yeah, it's weird. All of them are bouncing. Well, weird. <laughs> yes, I mean, as I handed it to you and I went, boy, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it literally bounced off the floor because the check was made because of rubber. Because it was rubber. <laughs> Is that like an old Pee Wee Herman joke or something like that? Uh, you want to start with the news? Sure. All right. Uh, out uh, May 9th, Code, uh, Resident Evil Code Veronica X. Isn't it like May 10th today? Uh, is today May 9th or May 10th? Today's the 10th. So all right, man. Well, news is yesterday. current, man. Yeah. This is current. Okay, yesterday. Back off. Sorry. Uh, out yesterday, Code Veronica X. This is a uh, Resident Evil game is out on the PlayStation 4. Um, I think that the game is 9.99, but I'm not sure. I'm a little disappointed in this release because in the last couple of years, Capcom has been doing a very, very good job of re-releasing some of their uh, famous uh, Resident Evil games. And okay. this is one of the games that is not getting the update treatment. Oh. So even in the last couple of years, I played through the HD version of Resident Evil 1. I played through the updated version of Resident Evil 4. They all got this great up the HD treatment mm -hmm. and this one is just basically a port of the PlayStation 2 game. It's still a great game, but uh, there's nothing really fancy about it. Uh, if you're a huge Resident Evil fan, you can go back to it if you would like, but if you're a huge Resident Evil fan, you probably have a different way of playing it, but that's it. Uh, Question. Go ahead. How closely are these games tied to the movies with Mila, Mila Jovovich? Isn't she beautiful? You know, oh. you know that she is uh, that dude's wife, right? I didn't. She's my wife. Yeah, she is. He is also the director of the first. Not I'm not talking about him. Let's talk about her, Mila. She she's the only saving grace in those movies. Not, not very close. I mean, they they introduce some characters. Uh, Resident Evil One is passable. Resident Evil Three. These are the movies. Is passable. Two is dog. Uh, I think there's four, five, and six. They're they're all just really, really bad. I, yeah, I, they're, they all get progressively like uh, more hokey and less budget directed. Well, at I them, was right? I, this dude did Mortal Kombat, and mm -hmm. it was a success in 1995 when he did the live budget Mortal Kombat. He did an okay job of it. Yeah, uh, that movie sucks. That movie made money because it was Mortal Kombat. But at least they kind of stuck to the story. Yeah. With Resident Evil, it's. It, well, the Resident Evil canon video game story, it's Japanese, so it's all over the map anyway. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But the movie translations are real bizarre. So mm -hmm. the, the the I don't even want to get into it. But, okay. but yes, Mila, Mila Jovovich is absolutely gorgeous. She the is most a gorgeous. Re reason to come back to that. And she gets kind of naked in the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember being in the theater and being like, did you see that? Yeah. She just fell off the table. Did you Did you see that? And they're like, junk, like you're shaking me and you're screaming in the movie theater. <laughs> um, Quake Champions Open Tech Test will be going through May 12th through the 21st. Um, I'm a big Quake fan. Um, we haven't seen a Quake game in, boy, I can't even imagine how long it's been. Um, but too long, too long. Are you a Quake fan at all? I don't know what Quaker Oats. It's by, Quaker by Oats it's fan. by ID. So the same company that put out Doom and Unreal Tournament. It is a fast, frenetic 
online first person shooter. shooter. First person shooter. Um, FPS. I'm very excited. I don't know what Quake Champions means. I don't know if they're. I don't know if Quake is going in the. Uh, they're, if they're trying to go for everybody has a different play style or what it is, I know what Quake is. It, it plays exactly like Doom. It plays exactly like Unreal Tournament. Uh, but I am excited to see what it is. I think that this tech test is only for PC players, but they will probably eventually port it to uh, consoles. But this this Quake Champions, they've been working on it for a couple of years, and they've been showing snapshots of it. People, people absolutely love Quake. Um, I'm excited to see what it is. But like I said, it's... It's very much okay. I'm excited uh, you're excited. Uh, Injustice Two is coming out May nineteenth. Uh, it will offer a six hundred thousand dollar prize pool. Uh, the competition is going to run May twenty sixth through September seventeenth. It's really cool. I mean, that's awesome. They don't have to do this, and this is definitely coming from Nether Realm, and they want to gather excitement for their game that's coming out. So you can on your ass and play it over and over and over and over and over, and you can win six hundred thousand dollars. I think I don't think that this tournament. I th- I think that this is North America, okay. um, but I, I think that they're having the same tor- uh, tournament over in Europe. But mm-hmm. I might be wrong. But either way, that's pretty awesome. Like mm-hmm. uh, for a fighting game to offer up that big of a prize pool for just playing their game and yeah. just being good at it, yeah. it's a good way to sell copies. Yeah. Um, this but, is this is the DC superhero game, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. Very cool. Is it coinciding with the movie movie releases? I know Aquaman's coming out pretty soon. Well, it co- uh, this new Injustice Two comes out um, May nineteenth, mm. and, and and they do their own so take no. on a lot of the superheroes. I uh, so I'm kind of displeased with how Joker looks. Uh, okay. He has got he's got long, long flowing hair, and then I think he's got like he doesn't have tattoos, but I think he has scratch marks, and I think he's wearing like it's not it's not. What's his name's character? Not, not Leto Joker. It's not sound Leto like. Joker, but it's but not. not quite it's Heath. not their traditional. It's not Heath, but it's still. I I always have this Joker in my mind, so I'm very thrown off by a lot of different interpretations. Mm-hmm. Um, and he is definitely that grittier, punk rock Joker. I mean, okay. am I making sense? Yeah, no, yeah, not not a. Uh, he's not, not he's like not a the dude with gang- the suit gangster and joker. you know and the the short haircut right, that's right, the right. joker that i know yeah that's kind of the one i always picture too but uh i wasn't a huge fan of injustice one it it, it kind of falls i wasn't in. i didn't think i didn't like it either did I you think pl- the, i played it yeah i don't think that i didn't i don't think that it, it didn't feel dynamic to me it felt very stiff yeah and and just not fast or there was no weight behind anything i i didn't like it i thought it was really forgettable well they had before injustice two they had and i love you love comic comics, books. yeah, yeah. I'm, so I, I'm preaching to the choir. That right would have been now. right in my wheelhouse, but yeah, I thought it was totally forgettable. So before Injustice, they had more Mortal Kombat versus DC, and it was a really good game, and it was more of a Mortal Kombat game than it was its own fighting game. And then Injustice One came out maybe three or four years ago, and it was a lot less Mortal Kombat and a new of its kind of own animal. Uh, it just it didn't resonate well with me, but people really really liked the game. I'm interested. To see how it turns out, I'm sure that the reviews will be great. But the problem is, is I know me. I know that I could probably pick up that game for sixty bucks, and it just, it just won't hook me. Yes, yeah, and I'll here. play, I'll play with Joker a lot because yeah. I love the guy. But you know what I've seen people do is they just, they'll just throw together all the um, clips. The what am I? Th- the 
The the, like the special moves? Is that what you're talking about? No, no, no. I'm talking about the in between the fights. The, the oh, scenes. Yeah, yeah. They'll just throw those together on one YouTube. Because that all is really cool. Yeah. Like the cutscenes. That's what I'm thinking. The word I'm thinking of. The cutscenes are all really, really cool. Well, I, Ed, like, I like watching those, but I thought the game itself was was awful. Well, Ed Boon and the NetherRealm team clearly know their comics. I, there, there was one that I saw on Reddit where it was Flash. And the other character was talking trash to him and he smacked the guy in the face and he did it so fast that like as the guy was like convalescing, he had time to like like point at him and laugh at him. Uh, whatever. Yeah. See, that's the, that's the fundamental problem. Superheroes can't fight each other. But that's for a whole different yap. Superman could just... Well, it gets it gets complicated <laughs> it when gets you've funny. got like, Joker and Harley fighting Superman who could... They literally can't do harm to the guy, but for the... <laughs> purposes of the game you have to make them fight yeah. well it, it is very, the story was actually kind of cool in the injustice one story i believe it was that superman kills batman or he kills i think he kills the joker he kills somebody so like it, it's kind of a dark storyline i mm-hmm. i wish i wasn't talking out of my butt but superman lex, does he kill lex luther it's very much that superman is the bad guy so it kind of steals from the it's a parallel universe kind yeah, yeah, of yeah. what would have happened if superman had killed Superman's too powerful. We got to take him out. How about let's make DC make a bad movie? We already got that, Tony. Uh, New Assassin's Creed screenshot seemingly leaked. Uh, It looks like it is in an Egyptian setting this time, and you can once again return to controllable boats. Um, I I think that they took a year off from Assassin's Creed, which they needed to do. I think at one point, like two or three years ago, there was two mainline Assassin's Creed games that came out, one for the newer consoles and one for like PS4 and Xbox. Both got really good reviews. And every time these game come these games come out, I'd look at them and I was like, how do these games keep on getting good reviews? They keep on pumping them out mm-hmm. over and over and over. But people are excited about the controllable boats. I think on the last yap or two yaps ago, mm-hmm. um, my buddy Chan was talking about how uh, that 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 uh, Assassin's Creed was one of the best in the series, but yeah, and it, it sounded it, like because of the controllable bo- boats, people like love that bo- 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 boats. People love that. Well, an Egyptian setting sounds cool. I don't know, does it? How, how many tall buildings? How tall are the buildings? You're just in gonna Egypt? you're just gonna scale nonstop the pyramids Sphinx and the Sphinx. And pyramids. That's yeah. it. And you're gonna get to the top of the pyramid, and you're gonna look out, yeah. and then that's how the rest of your map opens up, and right. your map is just a desert. Yes, <laughs> have I just, fun I jumping so, around there. I am just so negative on these games because you've. If it's, I sound like a jerk saying this, but you play one, you, you played play, them all. You played them all, they, yeah. but they just keep on getting prettier and prettier and prettier. Yeah, um, just like you. Thank you, Tony. I needed that you're lift welcome, up. Man. You're welcome. Uh, Bethesda aiming to have a patch to fix game-breaking bu- uh, game-breaking bug in Prey that came out this week. That sounds uh, good. Apparently, the PC port of Prey is having uh, uh, in-game uh, save issues. So get this. You play this game 20 or 30 hours in, and then it has a save state issue where uh, you cannot return to that game. So all of that time that you have spent has been lost. And this kind of this kind of brings up a fundamental issue. Developers really spend a lot of their time on making the the console mm-hmm. version because it's easier to develop for. Um, uh, there's a much bigger audience and it, we're getting more and more out of 
spending time to develop the PC port. And so a lot of gamers are getting lousy PC ports. Uh, Batman Arkham, the last Batman game, got an atrocious PC port mm-hmm. where they Rocksteady had actually refund a bunch of people and they said we're not going to put the game out on pc because it was so poor and they found out that there was like four guys working on the pc port but i'm I'm going off into a tangent but (laughs) you're not i don't care about who cares about have you ever been a pc player no no. there's a i i had a couple moments in my life where i was a pc player so i definitely i definitely sympathize with pc players um i don't care for them uh, but <laughs> personally, I but there me. was a time where I got a good PC when I was in college and I, nope. I would text my buddies that played PC and I was like, guess what? I can play Starcraft and I can have a really, really good time on it that I could not have on the consoles. Nope. And then there was another time, probably six years ago where I got a really, really nice laptop and I was able to play Witcher two. I was able to play some of these PC games that are fantastic, but in the long run, I stopped playing PC because it is just such an expensive hassle and pain in the ass. Like, because of... Uh, says the guy who's got a... How big is your TV? How much is that sound system? How much uh, are that Blu-ray player? Right? You could probably buy nine computers for what you that's got That's the thing, there. too, man, is I'm always striving for excellence. So you get... <laughs> right. You know, I spent, what, $1,700 on this. Now, that's my fault. I, I had a buddy that is smart enough that was like, you're an idiot. Yeah. He's like, give me $500. I will build you a computer that is three times better than that laptop. And I was like, I want a laptop. And I got it, and I probably – we're looking at it right now. This is what I is. use Woo! this laptop for. This is all that I use it for is yeah. recording the app. The only thing I use my laptop for is my resume. <laughs> it's, I mean, it's like an $800 resume building machine. <laughs> that's, all, that's all I've ever done with it. I, I understand why people play with PC, but – there's a fundamental issue that I always ran into, in, and it's kind of like a Nintendo problem too, is finding people online and communicating with them online is just a huge pain in the ass. And I and, and my computer kept on saying, your computer will run this game at extreme settings. And then six months later, your computer will run this game at high settings. And a year later, your computer will run this game at medium settings. And I'm like, and a year later, this, go man. f yourself. Yeah, exactly. Go f Buy yourself. Buy an Xbox. Uh, Bioware's new IP has been pushed back to 2019. Uh oh, what's that mean? Uh, that means that they're gonna spend a little bit more time working on it. What's the IP? They haven't announced it yet. Oh, okay. So it, it says that it's built around an exciting live ser- service. Uh, it's a new IP from the ground up, and it is not Tony mm-hmm. an RPG. How do it's you feel? It's not an RPG. Well, I How don't. Do I don't feel like I was excited when you said Bioware and IP because I think a role playing game. But Here, now you're telling he, me it's a live service. I don't even know. Here's what that my means. question: What the hell is it then? Is it Othello? Like, is it a is it a live version of? Did I throw you off base? Saying <laughs> Othello. <laughs> when was the last time you heard like Othello? The theater? Are you talking about the theater? <laughs> No, no, no. I'm talking about the board game, Othello. Oh, okay. <laughs> but, like, what are they doing if they're not – I've never heard of a Bioware game That's that not... is not rooted in RPG. So yep. what are they making? I, I don't know. And you hear – in this sentence, it is a unique IP that will bring players together in new ways. I have no mm. interest. I have oh, no okay. interest whatsoever 
Like, if I could play a video game with you, I'm all mm-hmm. for it, man. Mm-hmm. And I can do that. Yeah. I can find a video game where I can find you online. Yeah, but and this is bringing and... us together in a new way. What? I, that All that seems to me is just a weird way of bringing together people that don't like each other mm-hmm. or don't know each other. And don't want to interact with each other. don't want to interact with each other. Go play Call of Duty if you want and you want to hear... The uh, about your mom. Yeah, if you want to hear about your mom, if you want to hear <laughs> racial slurs, like every time that companies try to do something special like this, it just blows up in their face. Yeah. So I, people now, are jerks. Bioware. Yeah, I, I I don't want to be facetious about this. Is that the right word it's that I should be using for you? Yeah. But it never works out the way that they intended to. And Bioware, stick to what you're good at. You should be making Dragon Age. Four? Yeah, whatever. That's what you should be making. Agreed. Do Agreed. what you do. What you're good at, or make a good uh, Mass Effect. Oh, here. This is the next story on here. Mass Effect series. Look at that segue. Mass Effect series reportedly on hold. Ooh. Now, do you know why that is? Because the last one sucked. Yeah. yeah. And I thought about this today. I was like, why? Why would a Why would a publisher do this? Why would they spend fifty to seventy five million dollars with a team of like two hundred people? Working 18-hour days trying to finish a game. And if it's not ready, just delay it. Like, what is so important about, like, oh, we need to make this much money in fiscal year Nailed it. That's, that's what's so important, making I, money. I know that, but, like, you're going you're gonna to screw yourself in the long run. Delay the game. Like, Mass Effect Andromeda should have been delayed an entire year. Yeah, but I mean, do you, I don't think either one of us knows enough about how to make a video game to say that if they had delayed it a year, would would that game have been dramatically better? Are you saying that I don't know enough about business? I, I'm saying <laughs> I don't know what I'm saying. I'm saying that I you can make an assumption saying. of saying that, well, if they'd only delayed it a year, it would have been a totally different game. But I don't know if anybody can say that that's true. There was, there was, I can't remember how many hours of dialogue that they said that it was, but like an ex where guy was like the the reason that the facial animations were so bad was they just did not have the time to go back and make it look the mm-hmm. way that they needed to and when you've got this ticking time clock mm-hmm. uh for a release date it just doesn't make any sense and now they're saying it's reportedly on hold so either two things are at play either the game just wouldn't have been all that great a year later if they would have tinkered with it or the game I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not a Mass Effect fan. I don't know much about business. But no. I just the game came or out. Or anything really. The game came out and people fundamentally said, "Look at this facial animation. The the characters just look dead. Their eyes are bug-eyed. Like this is this will not pull you into the game because it does not look realistic." Mm-hmm. I don't Mass Effect series reportedly on hold. Yeah, I, but you played it. Assume it had the most realistic facial animations ever in the history of gaming would that have saved the game see you? that's the fundamental problem is i had you on uh and me and you talked about mass effect yeah. you sold me on it yeah but mass effect to you might have been just that kind of magic sauce at that point in your life right. do, do you does am i making right. sense do you think no, that really. do you think that that company could recapture that magic with you say if your wife took the kids and left for two months and you had that time to mm-hmm. play the game or is it just kind of that lightning in a bottle? I uh, to play the new one, you mean? Just to play or anyone, anyone, anything. Yes, yeah, yes. yeah. I mean, I, I, that's I love those sorts of games. Like the yeah. Bioware games are the ones that I can when the kids are asleep and the wife doesn't feel good. I'm like, yes, yeah. and I can go downstairs and play it for 
three or four hours. So, you, yeah, that's exactly what I would be doing. Do you know what those games have been for me is the Bethesda games? So the um, the Elder Scrolls games, the Fallout games. Yeah. Those, those it's two. just yeah. I, I cannot – I cannot in any way make fun of you or say that BioWare or because there is just something about those kind of RPG games where they drop you into an open world and you can go do whatever you want to. Yeah. Or you can actually go complete the story that I didn't discover until I was probably 25. And when I finally discovered it, I was like, oh, my God, this is a game changer. Like Western RPGs, Mm -hmm. there's something great about them. It's upsetting that Mass Effect, they they probably could have had gold on their hands and they just released it when it wasn't ready. Next. Next. Uh, System Shock 3 concept art has been released and developers released a questionnaire to see if they should make a VR version. Uh, it's being developed by Other Side Entertainment. I'm very excited for System Shock 3. I never... I love that I say I'm very excited for System Shock 3. I've never played System Shock 2, Mm -hmm. but it was uh, one of the main guys behind it was uh, Ken Levine, uh, the guy that is behind the Bioshock series. So it's very much that kind of uh, first-person horror game with a lot of RPG elements. I don't know how System Shock 3 got funded. I I don't think that they did crowdfunding. I think that just the want and the need is there for a new System Shock. Okay. But I'm very excited. I, I, can I tell. You I, look excited. Yeah, yeah. Look like, at you. Look at me. <laughs> and this, the, it's so funny because I was like reading this article and it says the concept art has been released. It looks like six pictures from um, uh, what's that space movie from the 60s? You know, like uh, 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 Stanley Kubrick. Yes, I know, I know, I know. And um, the contabulous fabtraption uh, of Professor uh, Horatio Huffeldink. Damn it. What's the movie? And then the robot. It's just, it's just. How? Yeah, exactly. Uh, 2020, 2000? 2000, 2000 a Space Odyssey. 2000 Space Odyssey. Yeah. Okay. It just looks like stock photos from any kind of sci-fi adventure. But the System Shock 2 game was an artificial AI that turns on the crew and systematically Ooh. kills them. And uh-huh. I, I think there's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to be making a jerk out of myself because people love that series. But, I mean. I love sci-fi games. Like I'm, I'm kind of excited about that. But who knows when it's going to come out? And should they make a VR version? Absolutely. Uh, okay. I cannot wait to see some of these really good sci-fi first-person shooter games get uh, ported to VR. And at some point, Tony, I don't know when it's going to yeah, be. Do you it. have got to play VR, man. You've got to get a VR rig, and then I'll play it. Well, you know that's a conversation I've got to have with the wife. So yeah. uh, first, well, I- she wouldn't have to know. She doesn't come down here very often, <laughs> does she? Yeah. Oh boy, would that be a conversation? She would she say she wouldn't even know. She's just a detective. Like she would, I would go upstairs with a grin on my face, and right. she'd be like, "Why are you smiling?" And yes. I'd be like, "I got a VR, VR Shoot, pornography. I spent a thousand dollars. I love it." She just would see me just a little bit happier on too a Thursday, happy. right? Just a little. And she too would happy. grill me until I snapped. <laughs> you look like you're enjoying life a yeah. little too much. Yeah. Uh, uh, the developer Gearbox, uh, they're the people that put out Borderlands. They selected a group of 16 students from one of the best grad schools for game development. It's called SMU Guildhall okay. to develop a new VR game. I don't know if it's a Borderlands game or not, uh, but that seems uh, like a pretty awesome thing to do. Um, these, these kids are all going to have something great on their resume. And they get to work with Gearbox, which I'm not a big Borderlands fan. And in fact, I bought Borderlands 1 and 2, tried to get into them 
failed epically. Okay. Uh, it's uh, but it's it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, good for those kids. Oh, last but not least, uh, you're gonna like this story. I okay. saved this just for you. All right. Uh, Bob Ross Bob is coming Ross? to the game Smite as a playable character. Why Smite is a MOBA, a massive online battle arena game. How many how many characters do you have to run through to try to tell your audience? Uh, do you want to buy Bob Ross? For yeah. four ninety nine, my wife loves. Bob yeah, I Ross. feel like that's just one of those things that it people will probably go nuts for. I do you really think so? Yeah, I really do. That'd be great if you could just run around with him and shoot people and kill people. Just and happy little stop accidents and just make a happy little yeah. make a happy little mountain. He's yeah. like, and here's a happy little brain tumor. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, <laughs> sorry, man. Is that what he died from? No, I hope not. Oh, okay. I wasn't trying that to make was, that, that was joke. Gonna be too dark. I wasn't trying to make that joke. Okay. All right, Tony, you want to take a quick break? I'd love to. All right, we're going to take a quick break for our uh, advertisements, and we'll be right back. Tony, you got a, an active and full house, don't you? I do. So the good people at Moral Implications have created a product. It's called the Sanitary Supervisor System. Now, what this is, is it is a set of cameras that you can put in your bathroom that Ooh. monitors your bathroom use 24 7 okay. now there is a variety of reasons why you would want someone filming your camera we, we have a full staff the I good can't people think of any but we have ahead. a full staff at mm-hmm. uh more implications that are currently monitoring over a million houses right now that have the sanitary supervisor system so now they're watching they're mm-hmm. they're gonna see if you don't wash your hands okay they're going to see if you don't lift the seat before you pee. You look like one of those guys that tries to get away with not lifting the seat. Not only do pees. I not lift the seat, but I don't wipe if I actually Oh, have my an goodness. Accident. If you don't wipe. So here's here's how it works. You don't wash your hands. Mm-hmm. The, the little guy, the, the people that are monitoring your bathroom, they're going to call over a loudspeaker and it's going to say, hey, you need to wash your hands. And mm-hmm. you're going to go, oh, that's helpful. Thank, thank you so much. Like. I, I forgot to wash my hands or, mm-hmm. or your little kids, you know, like they're, they're not washing their hands. They're out playing in the dirt and stuff like that. They need to wash their hands. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't lift the seat before you pee, Tony, if you don't lift it or if you don't wipe off, mm-hmm. it's going to say, Hey, Tony, yeah. like we're watching you right now. First name basis. Yes. I mean, it's, this is a, this is a professional Custom setup. Okay. So, you know, you're going to pay 20 bucks. Mu- 20 bucks a month for this monitoring service. Okay. You don't properly hang up towels. Mm-hmm. Come on. Like you don't just, you don't just wipe something down and drop it on the floor mm-hmm. or you don't just wipe something down and then not pro- place it in a proper 90 degree hang. Mm-hmm. Like figure it out. Like, like hang the towel upright. Don't replace the TP. Oh boy. Busted. That is the apps. That sounds like something you would do. Absolutely. You just use TP. Use, use, use it. Use, use even when I don't need use, it. I'm wiping. Use, I'm wiping. <laughs> wiping. Wiping. Just for fun. And then, and then you actually, you would actually go and like pick up a piece of toilet paper yeah. or like a roll and right. go, nah, nah. I'm gonna screw over the next person. Yeah. Uh, over the loudspeaker. They they are filming you. They We're are watching, watching you. We are watching you. Hey, replace the toilet yeah. paper. Yeah. What if you don't put your products away? What if you're brushing your teeth? What if mm-hmm. you got your toothpaste out? What if you got your deodorant out? You get done using it. You're in a hurry. I'm sick of this excuse. And the good mm-hmm. people at Moral Applications are sick of this excuse. They're going to say, hey, put that toilet paper away. Hey, put that deodorant away. Hey, put that toothpaste away. It's like, it's like self-improvement kind of. They're constantly monitoring you. Mm-hmm. You don't wipe down the sink. It gets, it gets that gross film on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so the service is 1999. Okay. You, now, now you will be constantly filmed, right? 
like recorded yes yes okay so archived footage of me and my family using the restroom will be maintained at moral implications headquarters yeah i i mean i understand i understand where you're going with here but this is all for the sole purpose of maintaining a clean restroom so so they go back and review that footage to make sure they haven't missed anything is that what the purpose of saving it is for i'm just am i reviewing between the lines and saying that you don't think that it's morally okay for the good people at moral implications to well, well, be look, constantly I, recording hey, and monitoring. If the people are signing up for it, they're signing up for it. I'm just a little curious as to, you know, what sort of guarantees do I have that that's not going to end up on, you know, search your internet history.com, one of those websites. Well, you're going to sign something that's going to say all of the footage that we film is okay to distribute if moral implications goes bankrupt okay it's kind of like it's kind of like the good people at uh radio shack Mm -hmm. you know they went defunct and they had to sell out all of their customer information okay that's never going to happen well not to moral Moral implications implications is a billion dollar company and they and they're a billion dollar company that is recording everything that is going on in the bathroom just for the purpose of keeping a clean and tidy bathroom. Okay. Not, no other reasons. Seems legit. Don't. Yeah, exactly. The product it, the, for the three cameras in there is one ninety nine ninety nine. It okay. is nineteen ninety nine a month to okay. uh, watch. Where are the cameras? Is, is are we talking? Is this like a one in the toilet, one above the toilet, and one by the sink sort of setup? Now, come on. Now, what kind of good is one that's going to be in the toilet? This is not some. This is not some game show. Okay. <laughs> right. There, there not, is not some kind of Japanese game. Yes, show. there is one in all three corners of it, so you get a nice three sixty degree of the bathroom, and this is just for keeping your bathroom clean. Those damn okay. kids need to wash their hands. Okay. Your damn wife needs to fold the 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 uh the towel right. And you, mm-hmm. sir, you stop wiping. Stop wiping. <laughs> you know how much toilet paper is? It's like $20 for yeah. 10 rolls. It's outrageous. Rageous. And then you and then you get married and it like doubles because they need the soft triple ply. Oh, but so do I. Whatever. Uh go to moralpacations.com, mm-hmm. get the sanitary service station for short and order it right now hello and welcome back to afternoon yap uh right now i want to talk about splatterhouse 2 released for the sega genesis on august 3rd 1992 it is published by namco it is a side-scrolling beat-em-up horror game is that a horror game or horror that is a Uh, horror game tony you have played one of the games in the series can you tell me can you take me back to that day when you played it and what your reactions were well i can take you back to uh whenever this was released on in the arcades first splatterhouse one i think yeah and i remember for for whatever reason the the arcade at the mall didn't have this game in the arcade they had it in like the hallway like the main hallway outside of the arcade and i can remember just staring at like the artwork on this Mm -hmm. game and watching sort of the introduction Uh and just being totally totally stunned that there was something this friggin cool at the mall and this game i think that the arcade version came out in like the late 80s and it is this kind of quintessential kind of risque video game uh you know kind of i mean not kind of it is very much this so this is before the esrb came about you know mortal Kombat would eventually push that over but this is it is very much a beat-em-up game wrapped in this awesome horror aesthetic 
And I want to talk about Splatterhouse 2 because talk about it. It, it is the game that I owned and that I played. Now, there was the arcade version, uh, which I have played uh, plenty of times, and then it later got ported to the TurboGrafx-16. Yeah. Like, some in- interesting information about the TurboGrafx-16 port was, if you ever played that version, he's actually wearing a red helmet because... It is very much a ripoff of Jason Voorhees. A complete ripoff. I mean, it is just this big, burly, strong, white dude wearing a, a hockey, hockey mask. mask. And so uh, when the TurboGrafx-16 came out, this uh, uh, Splatterhouse 1 was a system. It was a game. It was a uh, it was a game. It was a system seller. Like it, there, there's a reason why the TurboGrafx-16 did so well in the U.S. and it was because that there was a port of this game. Mm-hmm. I played the Sega Genesis game. So um, the story of this game is, and I have to just open up by saying it is one of my absolute favorite intros to a video game. <laughs> really, it you is. Love this game. I love I love horror games, man. Horror horror games. <laughs> yeah. And for me to be 11 years old and to be playing something like this that was, yeah. I mean, th- all this is is a Streets of Rage game, or all this is is you know, it is just a, a, a Ninja Turtles. It's just a beat 'em up game. Yeah, but with way more demons and muscles and exploding guts and uh, demon fetuses. This is a game that I would be playing on my little TV and I would not want my mom to see. Oh, of course not. I, I, I did not ask for this game for Christmas. I think my mom might have seen that cover and been like, junk. Like, there's yeah, who's I, this character? My parents wouldn't let me play the really cool arcade yeah. game at the mall. I could look at it, but hell heck no. No quarters are going in that bad boy. The original story for Splatterhouse 1 was is it's you, it's Rick, and your girlfriend, um, uh, what is her Hottie name? Hottie Boom Oh, Jennifer. They go visit this mansion. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's called the, the West Mansion, and it is home to this paranormal scientist. When he gets there, Rick or uh, Jennifer gets captured, and you find this mask that it is called the terror mask that yeah. like I think gets, you wake up and you and the mask is on your face. Yeah, and it's stuck on your face and the mask is actually telling you you basically come to the conclusion you're never leaving this place with Jennifer if you don't keep the mask on and keep these these powers that the mask gives you. Like Rick is just like a regular nerd and yeah. when he puts the mask on he get turns into this this Hulk. Yeah. And he enters the splatter house which he that turns is into the, Jason Voorhees. That is the coolest name for a video game ever. It's it's the West Mansion that you enter, but the game is actually called Splatter House, and that has to do with just these monsters and that you run into, and you can pick up all of these weapons, mm-hmm. and you literally just spray like their blood and their organs up against the wall when you bash them to death with it. Yeah. So sure uh, three months have gone by since the events of the first game. The Terror Mask, which is reformed after breaking at the climax of the first game, appears mm. to Rick and repeatedly tempts him. It's so awesome. The intro to this game, it is Jennifer is still alive, and she's stuck at this house. And she goes, and like with digitized speech, she goes, help me. Ah! And she falls into Rick's like eye, like in a very cinematic move like the eye of the mask mm-hmm. and then you hear the the voice of the mask talking to you and it mm-hmm. says go back to the house mm-hmm. jennifer doesn't have to die mm-hmm. you need me and then it has this great cinematic uh scrolling of the camera where it shows you the house it's raining and then there's this hanging body monster that is in this like 
bag and it is tied to a noose and just being 12 years old like i've i've already seen a lot of horror movies because i loved horror movies horror. horror horror movies i loved horror movies as a kid but to be able to play something like this yeah was just just outrageous i'm gonna blow you away right now yeah with my knowledge go ahead because i did some googling some investigating some investigating journalism the house in splatterhouse 2 i think you'll be surprised to know is not the original house it is actually a second hidden house. And I think it was like in the Japanese version of the game, the that text that you're just talking about yeah. is actually different. And it says that he has to go back because there's a hidden house where Hadi Boombadi is um, captured. Oh, that's awesome. I yeah. didn't know that. Because so, the original house burns down at the end of the game. So yeah. this is the hidden house well not only that but jennifer dies in the first game she turns into this gruesome monster and you have to fight her and she does not live for the first game and then when you come back to this she's alive i didn't know that you were being beckoned back to this yeah. new house yeah uh something interesting about the house in general is it's called the the house of doc dr west mm-hmm. and i believe that there was a dr west in the classic uh horror movie uh, the reanimator. Ah. So I, there's a lot of homages to classic horror movies in this in in this series of games. Um, so horror. it's it's a basic beat 'em up. You punch people, you kick monsters, you jump kick them, and you slide them. The one of the coolest things about this game is like what I said before: is you pick up the weapons that are lying on the ground to smash yeah. enemies into oblivion. Yeah, there's like bones, oars, uh, cleavers. Right? Isn't there a cleaver in this one? But it's all sort of unnecessary, right? Because pretty much everything's a one-hit kill, except for the bosses. This game, I can't speak to the first one because I didn't play this one. It's like I could beat Splatterhouse 2, and I rented the crap out of Splatterhouse 3. This game is actually a lot harder than it looks. Um, so you, your health is, is those hearts down at the bottom. Your lives are the Rick masks up at the top. It's very much just like any other beat-em-up would be, but it's more of a platformer so you definitely need to memorize where enemies are coming from or you're not going to make it through the end of the game but this the first level opens up it's a cold open so all of the other levels open up with this awesome kind of uh cinematic of rick looking at the camera and it it telling you what's going to happen nothing happens just it's a cold open and rick wakes up in the woods uh, he moves from one end of the uh, woods to the other, and these leeches are jumping out at him. And it's a cool mechanic where if they grab onto you, like they will slowly drain your health. Mm-hmm. Um, and the first uh, enemy that you run into is th- there's not that many enemies in the game. Mm-hmm. That that's a, there's a lot of really cool bosses, and that is one thing that I absolutely love ab- about the game. But there's not that many enemies yeah. in the game. You run into that one jumping guy that goes. <laughs> you are he's in every level you are stealing my thunder <laughs> oh, I'm sorry let sorry. me come back to the awesome jumping okay. guy you are close I'm sorry you are very close <laughs> the first boss that you run into there is this killer cutscene so you walk up to three of those kind of blob monsters mm. and they see you and they go oh shoot you know it's Rick He's he's been bashing all my buddies yep. I gotta get out of here so two of them run to the right of the screen and you see their blood like shoot out mm-hmm. and the one that, that stays there goes oh god like if i run forward i'm in trouble but if i turn around rick's gonna kill me he sees rick he turns into the he, he turns and runs to the blob yeah. the next thing you know you see this monster this big fat belching monster come out of the right side of the screen and he's eating these monsters yes 
and that is your first boss. Yeah, I think he kind of looks like uh, like Slimer. Uh, what, well, where are you going? I was going a little below the equator on a uh, uh, a male. Um, how do we say genitalia? You you think he looks like a, a ball, a donger? Uh, a dinger dong. Are you thinking of the right boss at this point? I think so. The first one. He's this one. big fat. He's this big fat monster. We're That's talking about Splatterhouse like? too. We're talking yeah. about. And it's this big fat monster, like. and he's chomping down on these monsters. Yeah. And it, it, all these bosses have there. There's no strategy to a lot of the stuff in this game. It is just dodge the stuff that is coming at you. Punch, kick, jump, kick. Uh, but um, you punch him, and there's always a really cool animation after you kill a boss. So when you kill this boss, like his belly opens up, and like all those monsters that he's eaten, have, like just spill out on the floor. Gross. Next stage. So, like I said, in between these stages, there's these kind of killer like stills where they show you what's going to happen next. It says, stage two, an elevator appears. Here we go, Tony. <laughs> so, in this stage, you're riding an elevator down as the jumping scream monsters no! attack it. No! <laughs> was no! That? No! That's <laughs> yeah, a little closer, I think. No! The whole game. The, the whole, game. whole goddamn game. Yeah. The, these. No! <laughs> no! Wait a second. No! No! <laughs> Non-stop. Yeah. And like it just becomes just ingrained in your brain. And they they have this like they have these really long lanky arms that mm. they give these like girly punch. punches at yeah. you. And if they land on you, they hurt you. But the, really the most the, the the most painful thing about them is they want to let you know that they're coming. And hey, no! No! <laughs> I'm going to do that for the rest of this bit. Uh, So once the elevator stops, you enter a dark basement. Uh, So you enter this basement and there's like all these uh, spike traps. So one thing that is fundamentally different from the Genesis game uh, than the the first one is this isn't an arcade game at this point. This is actually uh, a game for the home system. So it becomes more of a platformer. So there's these really cool like bloody spikes that you got to jump over. Um, uh, You do run into the new alien. In that level, like I said, there's not many enemies in the game, so that's why I'm going to go over the the few that there are. It's these goo aliens. They drip off the ground, and they form into like these goo aliens that attack you. But the boss is awesome in this level. It is just this giant face with these white bulging eyes. And he's got these ghosts that fly out of his mouth. And when he dies, the eyes explode. explode. And all this goo runs out. And then one of the other monsters comes. And to kill, like, the spectacle that you're witnessing before you, he goes, hey. No! (laughs) Uh Stage three, the uh, the little uh, bit of uh, text that shows you is the stench of this foul river river is overpowering. So mm. you walk down like basically like a river area with a flowing river beside you. Uh, so much like how uh, the things are jumping out in the first level, these piranhas are jumping out of you and they can latch onto you. And if you don't shake them off or hit them off, they will um, drain your health. They will drain your health. The, this is the the coolest boss in the game that is in this level. That this is the I demon mean, fetuses. As I'm, as I'm explaining it to you, like I can't even believe that it's in a Sega Genesis game to begin with. Like that I was seeing this when I was 12, 11 years old. So you walk into this room that looks like a torture room. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's complete with these. There's two monsters in the background, and they're tied that are torn up, apart. That have been torn apart, and then there's like these two rivers of blood that are coming from them. I mean, already I'm sold. Yeah. Like already I want to play this video game. I want to see this video game. My little chunkness 
you know, like eating Doritos going, are you kidding me? Am mm-hmm. I allowed to do But it gets mom? better. Mom, what, get what in comes here. down from the ceiling? So, so first, the first thing's first, it, like a pair of shears and a chainsaw, they drop from the ceiling mm. and then they reanimate themselves and they come up and they start attacking you. You mm-hmm. have to attack both of them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the shears will go away, but you pick up the chainsaw. Then this is when things get a little bit randy. Mm-hmm. A skinned alive midget monster. No, 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 no. What, what else is it? What else is it? I mean, I, I was going for it's a very clearly a, a baby, uh, like a fetus. Is it a with fetus? With like umbilical cords. But is that where you're going? That's They're, where I'm going. They're hanging from something, and they look like little tiny babies. They they are either babies. Or they're too big babies. to be babies, though. They look. They're, they're like they're, they're like four feet tall. They're demon babies. They're demon babies, but they're they're red, so they look like they've been skinned alive, and they're hanging from a noose. And four of them randomly drop down from the ceiling, and you have to attack them with your chainsaw. Yes. Like, how thrilled are you to be attacking them with your chainsaw? <laughs> thrilled. So they keep on going back and forth. Eventually, this big heart appears, and you chainsaw the heart. And then this is the only time it does it in this game. When you kill the heart, like, all this blood shoots against the screen. Mm-hmm. And then, in, like, in a very cinematic fashion to, like, to go to the next level, like the blood flows down. Wow. Beautiful. I mean, just a happy chunk. Like yeah. at this point, I'd be like, I gotta go get an ecto cooler because this is too rad. Right. <laughs> Definitely too rad. You and little baby Ted Bundy are just bonding at this point. Oh, come on, Tony. <clears throat> What's next? Stage four. I see a building on that island. So in this level, you cross this misty bridge, and it's very much kind of like a like a runner level where uh, on the one side is this monster octopus, and yep. you are trying to cross this bridge, this wooden bridge that's over a lake, mm-hmm. um, while the monster octopus like flails its tentacles, and like obviously if you touch it, it's gonna hurt you. Uh, you can pick up a paddle while you're on. Uh, the the bridge, and you can just smack the monsters into the water. Very extremely satisfying. <laughs> Do you see how excited I'm I, getting? It's extremely satisfying. <laughs> uh, you then enter a wooded area. Uh, mm-hmm. This is awesome. So in this area, there are monsters that look straight out of the Evil Dead. They've got these real long necks. They've got these bug eyes, and they've got these bald bald heads. And I swear to God, the developers when they were making this game took a demon from Evil Dead Two mm-hmm. and they put it into this game. Good for uh, them. Ghost heads fly around and they slow slow you down if they touch you. Um, Okay, and then the boss. This is not one of the most exciting bosses, but this bug-like creature grows out of this cocoon. Okay. And then after you beat him, it it, it sheds and it turns into this big spider. Um, eh. Yeah, we not, can do better. Yeah, not too exciting. Uh, stage five. Jennifer must be somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. So now you're in the mansion. Uh, it's it's really cool. There's uh, lightning striking outside. So there's these hands that run around on the ground like Thing. And not only like Thing, but that is also very much from Evil Dead 2. Did you ever see Evil Dead 2? Yeah, I think so. That's is, that's the one with Ash. Yeah. Ash goes uh, to the medieval time. Is that the one that he goes no, to? No, no, no. That's the third one. Oh, that, never that's, mind. That's... But Evil Dead Two is basically a remake of Evil Dead One, and there's a lot of a lot of homages to Evil Dead Two in this game. Evil Dead Two, I I love that I love that movie. I mean, really? We, I, I think need I've to only do, seen three. I need to do an afternoon yap on it. It's just it's funny. It's super violent. Uh, it just it has this huge cult following. Um, I don't I don't know. I thought that I had an Evil Dead. 
poster down here, but I guess not. But then they actually they just they they have Ash versus the Evil Dead on Stars right now, which just ended its second season. Which do you have Stars? Uh no, I've got the internet and I can watch it. When the wife goes yeah, out of town, watch it because okay. it's the exact same thing, but it's a TV series and it's funny okay. and it's super violent and it's gross and it just it recaptures the spirit. Sold. I mean, yeah. I mean, it is. It is. It's just got dude written all over it. Okay. So just dude sitting by himself eating Doritos and drinking Budweiser. And, and going back to how this game borrows ideas from Evil Dead Two, there in, in this level when you're in the mansion, there are vomiting deer heads. Love it in this stage, and you need to avoid the vomit. That's straight Lovely. out of Evil Dead Two. He's 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 succumbing to the Evil Dead, and one of the deers looks at him and starts laughing, and mm-hmm. just and they completely stole it from evil dead <laughs> so uh you then enter a library there's more crawling hands to avoid uh and then you enter a room with giant tubes filled with monsters growing in them in the background so this is very much kind of like the jump scare part of the game where you are walking past these giant tubes with these monsters in them and what, they break the glass and they jump out and attack you mm-hmm. and then uh the jumping shriekers are back there so Go! while you are invested in this game Go! No! My dog, no! My, my dog's looking at us right now. Uh, next thing you do, you enter a sewer. You avoid the goo monsters. The sewer's not all that exciting, but there is some cool skulls that have, like, candles in them in the background. Uh, but the boss is you enter this lab, and there's all these beakers and, like, potions in the background, and they're mm-hmm. all sitting on these shelves. And it's really cool because the boss is just this monster in a lab coat, mm-hmm. and he's running over to these shelves, and he's picking them up. He's just a little guy too, right? Yeah, he's, he's like, throwing them at you. Yeah, you got to punch them so they fall on the ground, and then you throw them back at him. So serves him um, right. Stage six: the secret to the gate must be the diary. So now we're figuring out more and more stuff about the story. So not only inside of this house, there is also a gate to whatever this monster hell is. Okay. But we have to find some diary. So you enter this catacomb temple-looking area, and you come across this seal that's on the ground, and it starts, like, chanting these, I don't know, gobbledygoo, gobbledygoo. Hey, that guy graduated from Ohio State. Gobbledygoo. And, <laughs> Did um, you get my call back? <laughs> that's the name of the guy So I graduated. So Jennifer rises out of this seal, and you realize that she is alive, and she says, Help me. The same way that she did at the beginning of the game. And then out of the seal raises these gross, disgusting arms that grab her by the feet. And just like in the beginning of the game, she goes, no. And they pull her back down. So they're pulling her down to hell or wherever, wherever Splatterhouse monsters go. Yeah. So the boss, uh, these hands jump out of the hole. And then this floating monster head. And then there's a flying worm monster in this that is totally taken out of Nightmare on Elm Street uh, 3. Did you ever watch any of the Nightmare on Elm Street? I'm too scared to watch scary movies. Really? I really am. Yeah, I I don't watch. I can't watch them. When will the wives go out of town and you can sit around and bore me to death with whenever Captain America made his 1970s appearance and I can say, hey – we got to sit down and we got to watch Nightmare on Elm Street 1 through 10. And I mean, I, I would watch it with somebody else, but I, I could I cannot watch a scary movie by myself. I, I I'm know. 35 years old, and I am I would be scared of the dark, and I would have to put on a nightlight. Well, that's that's what's difficult. I, I, I wouldn't have wanted to marry a woman that does like horror movies, but 
I, she just hates horror. Them. Horror, horror, horror movies. But Everybody so wants to marry. Usually, a woman if who a likes good horror, horror movie comes out, I gotta wait until she's gone. Yeah, because it's not happening with her in the house. She, like I said, her favorite show of all time, Web of Spiders. Web of Spiders <laughs> with John's with John's biter with John Tarantula. <laughs> so, so, so you fight this boss, and out of this pit is this disgusting ball of like head. And appendages, and you don't have to fight it because you've already beaten the boss, and it flies away. So basically, you're looking at it, going, "Oh boy, I'm gonna have to fight that thing later." Okay. You see the pit? You jump into the pit. Why not? Stage seven. As I step into the portal, so Rick says. So you are in this portal with like these psychedelic walls that are bleeding upward. Um, you have to fight these flying heads that are attacking you. So then you you run into this crystal that you don't know what it is. And it's attacking you with these like laser beams that are coming out of the ground. But once you defeat it, you you realize that it's Jennifer. Jennifer has apparently been stuck in this like limbo where she's not either dead or not either alive. Um, but now you have Jennifer in tow with you. And, and the next level is this awesome – so there's no ground. And it is all of these like flying monster faces. There's, there's just so much awesome – stuff to appreciate about to appreciate about this video game flying monster faces yes uh, How could the, you not appreciate the boss that? you just saw the boss it is this giant apparition of this blue man you know what it reminds me of it reminds me of uh the watchman that's um, what i thought you were gonna say dr manhattan now they don't show his legs and he's chasing you from the left side of the screen to the right side of the screen you don't have to fight him at all all you got to do is uh, like um dodge the orbs that he's throwing at you and mm-hmm. just keep on running so we're at the we're at the end of the game right now Stage stage eight, the house is collapsing. So now you're on the elevator up with Jennifer. Uh, you avoid falling bricks that fall down on you, and you fight those Evil Dead Two monsters that I talk about. Um, the next the next part of the game <laughs> uh, is you're on a boat, and the octopus is chasing you again. But this time you have like a motorboat, so at least you're moving a little bit faster. The monster shoots these thorns at you. You got to punch those thorns and throw it back at the monster. Um, and then you land on shore. The final boss, it is that floating ball of heads and gore and blood again. Nice. Uh, so the first thing you got to do in order to fight it is avoid the floating dog and people heads. And then you attack the ball as it flies around. How, does he ever try just talking to any of these guys? Yeah. I mean, like that, would, that, would be, that would be a, a pretty convenient way of um, – of at least getting to the root of like why they're yeah, so angry. Yeah, I mean, why why are we why are you so angry? Uh-huh. So the monster flies around and eventually it dies. Uh, and then the ending is you watch a cutscene of the house collapsing into the lake, and it reads, "The monstrous visage disappears into the lake, and the terror mask has left me as I was with Jennifer. But what of the mask? As long as that mask remains, it can happen again." Uh, the credits roll, and it's this very 1992 picture of a buff guy with Jennifer embracing by the water. That is the end of Splatter House Two. But have you? Did you stick around for the end of the credits? No, I don't think so. Is there something after? Well, then as, as, as it fades away, quietly you hear a, no! No! <laughs> so uh, a couple years later, Splatterhouse 3 would come out. Um, I'm not going to review or do anything about Splatterhouse 3, but Splatterhouse 3 is, I remember running that game and being, it is much darker. 
Uh, it's a lot harder and it is a longer game. Uh, in Splatterhouse 3, there are like uh, varying paths that you can take. But some of the themes in the story is now you're with Jennifer, you're married, you've been married for a couple of years, you have a kid. Mm-hmm. And the this de- the demon comes back. You have to don the mask again. And they come to your house this time. They come to your house this time, and like your and Jennifer gets like this boar worm in her brain. So like now now you are racing against the clock. There is this mm. constant clock that you have got to get to the bosses and defeat them. And at the end of the at the end of the game, like there are four different endings for this game. There's an ending where Jennifer and your kid are dead. Uh, there's uh-huh. an ending where Jennifer is dead, but your kid is alive. Uh-huh. There's an ending where uh, your kid is alive, but Jennifer is dead. Meh. And then I can't remember what the fourth ending is. Well, but it's got to be everybody lives. Yeah. And then there's another ending where everybody lives. But there's literally an ending where when your wife dies and your kid lives, the screenshot is just David saying, where's mommy? Like Aww. just dark, awful stuff like this. And I rented this game and I remember being freaked out about it. It's a lot different than uh, Splatterhouse 2 because you can actually move up and down on the screen as opposed to just left and right. Yeah, And, uh, and the ending is determined by how well you beat the clock in each one of those levels. Yeah, so like you have this constant running clock and if you don't get to bosses in time, like they literally have these cutscenes where they say you took too long the boar worm got into jennifer's brain she is now a puppet of and it's just real dark and real i mean i i i prefer splatterhouse 2 over splatterhouse 3 because splatterhouse 2 was the game that i played and i beat and splatterhouse 3 was the game that i rented and just it's real dark. And you gave real a scary. demon boar worm to your. And then there wife. was a reboot in 2010 of Splatterhouse. Uh, it is very much a 3D beat 'em up. Um, I, I, there's some there's some stuff that's fun about it, and there's some stuff that really really stinks. Um, I never finished it. If you do play the game, you can get all three of the Splatterhouses that unlock, which is excellent. And that's only that's the only reason that I bought the copy to begin with was because I wanted those original three Splatterhouses games. Fair enough. I give Splatterhouse two an eight out of ten. Oh, I, if you are a fan of horror, horror, it is. It, it just I haven't mentioned this yet, but it has one of the awesomest soundtracks for a Sega Genesis game. Okay. Do yourself a favor and just search on YouTube soundtrack. Splatterhouse 2 like every like there's a reason why this game is so good and it is because not only are the visuals cool the story is cool but the soundtrack just rocks and it is very much that Sega Genesis kind of it, there there's a difference between the way Sega Genesis games sounds than Super Nintendo game sounds Genesis always kind of had this kind of more metal more keyboard Synth, uh, synthesized yeah. uh, sound to it but that Splatterhouse 2 Eight out of ten. Eight out of ten. Go back and play those games. Tony, I play a lot of video games. You sure do. But don't you wish that you could play video games just basically whenever? And I don't mean whenever. I mean just at all times. So whenever. Uh, The good people at Moral Implications have made a product Uh that is uh, Game Glasses. They're $199.99. These are glasses that you can wear. 
they have a screen mm-hmm. on one side of the glasses mm-hmm. so that you can play video games and nobody knows you're playing it. Hmm. Now you're going to have a set of controllers that you're going to put in your pants like this. Okay. So right in your pockets. You yes, mean. right in your pocket. So left you, pocket and right pocket. So people might be confused why your hands are in your pockets and they're kind of moving around and they're yeah. jostling around. Right. But that's on them. But that's neither here nor there. You're going to be able to play video games while you're driving. Mm-hmm. Thank God. I drive I drive probably two or three hours a day because I have to commute. Not only can I now be listening to music, but I can also be playing Splatterhouse too. Mm-hmm. Oh, but your hand, on hands my in the what in your pockets? Hands in your pockets while you're yes. Driving? Well, yes. Uh, so we have a we have a one controller too, where you okay. can control the game with just one hand while you're steering. Or do what anybody would do: be a grown up man, steer with your with your with knees. your knees. Yeah, exactly. Uh. You can finally play video games at church. Do you go to church? Uh, only if I can play video games. Oh, my goodness. It's gracious. so boring. <laughs> oh, there's nothing worse than church. And now you can play video games. And, and you know, and you're, doing, you're killing two birds with one stone. Closer to God. Closer to God. Playing video games. Playing video games. Your wife isn't going to nag you. You yeah. know, like she's already happy that you're there with your family. Right. And, and every time – and you're going to be okay because they're going to tell you when to sit up and when to stand up and when to give a couple bucks because you're mm-hmm. always going to have that one eye yeah. that you can see out of. But yeah. at the same time, you can play NBA Jam. You Here's, can play Mortal Kombat. Here, let me let me, let me me pick your brain here a little Go bit. Ahead. I mean, like I, you know, lots of times moral implications, I struggle with whether or not it's actually a good idea. I'm kind of on board with this one. I kind of like where you're headed, but the only thing I'm thinking about is with the joysticks inside the pockets. Yes, Say Elaborate. you're talking to a pretty pretty girl, yeah, and you're playing Splatterhouse two at the same time, and you're trying to do that drop kick. You're trying to hit him with the you know the bone or uh-huh. the, the board. Uh-huh. What's that going to look like from her perspective? She's she doesn't s- know you're playing a game, but your hands are moving quite a bit in your pockets. She's going to say, "Oh, are you playing the new game glasses? Uh-huh. I see that. I see that you are jostling around your hands in your right. jeans. You're not." doing what you shouldn't be doing you're playing game glasses she's gonna think you're playing a game all right but the game she's thinking is probably gonna be pocket pool splatterhouse splatterhouse well ma'am. we do have pocket pool but right. that's a totally different right. video game for the game glasses and I'm that's where you're literally pool. playing pool and in, the in, pockets are real big and it's, yeah. a, it's a very successful franchise right. for the game glasses company so say with confidence to her that's right. I, I am playing. That pocket is right. Pool. I am playing. I am playing pocket pool. Yeah. And she's gonna go okay, with gamer glass. Yeah, with gamer glass. And then that's the commercial. You're gonna be able to play gamer glass on a date with your wife. Oh my goodness yeah. gracious! When she takes you out to that restaurant and you've got to get a meal that's forty nine ninety nine for below average pork chops, and you've got to say, boy, that boy, I'm still really hungry, but I'm so glad that we spent two hundred dollars on this meal. You're going to be able to play video games at the same time, mm-hmm. and you're you're going to be able to talk to her because you're going to be Maybe. able to see her out of – Well, yeah, I mean, you got to eat with one hand, play with the gamer glass in your other hand. One hand in the it, pocket, one hand on the fork, just learn one how to, eye just on your Just learn how to juggle a couple of things, yeah. and you're going to be able to play video games nonstop. Okay. Spending time with your children. Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness gracious. Now you can play Super Mario Brothers when your kid is out of their graduation. Mm-hmm. Or See, when they're, they're playing starting outside. To starting to lose me a little bit. Well, they're bit. saying, daddy, 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 um, play hey, with me. Push me on this swing. You're pushing them on the swing. And at the same time, boom, double dragon. Yeah. You're finally getting that high score. And right. you're spanning. See, that's the thing. So, is, you're saying, you're, so what you're telling me is that you can go to the playground. Yeah. And play pocket pool. Yes. And not only that, but you're spending <laughs> time with your kids. You right. know, like. 
I'm kind of I'm worried about what the other parents at the playground might think when they see you playing pocket pool. Pocket at the pool playground. is is a very successful game. Yeah, I know it's successful, but I'm just wondering if people might get the wrong idea with the hands and the pockets being the controller. There's already a pocket pool too. There's a pocket pool special edition. Okay. I I don't know. I uh, I'm confused. Pocket I, I'm Pool confused. is a video game. It right. is nothing else. Right. But the uh, joysticks are in the pockets. Yes. So, yeah, exactly. Right. How else? Where else are you going to put them? I don't you know. can't let people know that you're playing video games. I the guess the joysticks right. have got to be in your pockets. Okay. And last but not least, in an apporting meeting at work, they're right. saying, look, sales are up or they're down. Just It doesn't matter. Just like which one of these charts are right. right. And at the same time, you're going. You do know a lot about business. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> they're saying sales are either up or they're down. Who knows at this point? What's the big deal? And at the same point, they're going, Johnson, are you playing pocket pool? And you're like, yeah, I got the highest score. <laughs> Great job, Johnson. Great, Great. You're promoted, Johnson. <laughs> that man's got upper management written all over him. That is pocket pool. It's $199.99. That's, that's gamer glass. That is gamer glass. <laughs> you can get, but it comes with a packaged version pool. of pocket pool. Of course. $199.99. Um, games are $9.99. Just nine ninety nine ninety nine nine, and you can order it at Moral Applications right now. Hello and welcome back to Afternoon Yap. No. So I want to discuss and review the new video game NBA Playgrounds. It actually came out this week on Tuesday. Uh, it is nineteen ninety nine. It came out for Xbox One, PlayStation Four, and Nintendo Switch. Um, the game is being touted as an NBA Jam game. That very much in the spirit of NBA Jam. So you are going to, it is licensed by the NBA. There are basically every basketball player you can possibly think of. Um, here are my initial thoughts. So I've probably played about four hours of the game. Uh, the presentation, it's okay. As you can see right now, uh, it looks a little bit different than NBA Jam. So NBA Jam, they were kind of cartoony looking players, but in this one, you have like much bigger heads. Uh, I guess the exciting thing for basketball players is that these players look like the actual NBA basketball players. There is a absolutely ridiculous theme song that if you play the game, it is a theme song that it, it harkens back to stuff out of the 1990s, but I believe it is very much a new theme song for this game, and it is absolutely ridiculous. So some of my immediate thoughts are, this is an NBA Jam clone that just doesn't play like NBA Jam. And no. the problem with that is, is it is very hard for me to pick this game up and play it when it looks so much like NBA Jam, mm -hmm. when the company tells me it plays like NBA Jam, but there are fundamental differences that make it not feel like NBA Jam. So I, it's confusing. What are the differences? Number one, you do have a turbo mode, just like in NBA Jam, but it drains really, really quickly. So you're not going to grab the ball and, and hold down turbo and run from one court to the other and do an awesome slam dunk because your turbo will run out by the time that you get there. Uh, first and foremost, there are overcomplicated controls, and it takes away from the arcade feel. So when you're playing the arcade version, there should only be, I believe, four buttons, a, a pass shoot, a, um, a knock the ball out of their hands. Uh, yeah, but those are the same buttons on NBA Jam. It's on offense, you got pass and shoot, and on defense, pass and shoot are jump and swat, right? So I bought this game on Nintendo Switch, and it it literally utilizes, I think, every single button except for the right 
back trigger and the left back trigger. And the, and to do a dunk, it's like a combination of holding the turbo and holding down the Y. And that brings me to another aspect of the game. So instead of sh- – it has a weird timer where you, you press Y to shoot and then you press Y again to shoot it again. And it does the same thing for a dunk. It's very much a timing thing to let, to, to and for you to get points. That sounds and terrible. It doesn't really – work all that well it's very hypersensitive and it's especially hypersensitive on dunks uh one of the things that is funny about the game is you collect players from the so it's real frustrating so you start out with all of these teams and only only like five or six teams are available to you right from the beginning Mm -hmm. which so the the idea of the game is hey play the game play the game play the game unlock players Mm -hmm. and then you get this card system where the more you do, you unlock these series of cards, and you can get really important players in there. Like I, I think LeBron James is in there somewhere, and he's a legendary player. Can you name three other basketball oh, players? Oh God, no. <laughs> you Mikem- got LeBron James, Mikembe Matumbo. That's Dikembe Matumbo. Dikembe I'll give Mutombo. it to you. Name Dikembe. one other basketball player. Um, uh, not not Michael Pippen. Jordan. Okay, um, good job. Uh, uh, Larry Bird. Okay, I'm good. running out of basketball. That's about players. it, though. That's all you got. So. It's very much geared towards very for towards basketball fans, but the fundamental problem is is look at this look at look at the presentation. I'm looking at it. it, it's it is very much they don't know their identity is lost. They don't the game doesn't know whether it's an arcade game or if it's a basketball sim because yes, it's two on two basketball, but they're, they're the the controls are overcomplicated. And it's just not snappy the way that NBA Jam is. I don't know yeah. if you've noticed this yet, but in between uh, the players making a shot, there is this brief, like, one second where the, the the game stops, they blow a whistle, and then it gets thrown back. So in NBA Jam, the the, the team against you makes a point, and it, you automatically have the ball. And, like, you you are planning on what your next setup is. They don't. Uh, you're gonna see it right now. Do you see this? Like five seconds where you're waiting in between. Yeah. It's just. It feels so stilted that it is frustrating. And I don't know if it's frustrating because it's a problem with the game or if NBA Jam is so ingrained in me. I mean, mm-hmm. we did an NBA Jam episode. Like mm-hmm. I play. I hate basketball. I, I'll, I'll yeah. go out. And NBA say it. Jam is just. It's a perfect competitive game and. You don't need to make it much more complicated than shoot, pass on offense and turbo. Yes. And jump slash block and push slash swat on defense. That's all you need. Why did they screw with it? There, one of my favorite things to do in the reboot, which came out in 2010, is alley oops. Like me and Dinger, whenever we play that game, it is just the alley oop brothers. Mm -hmm. And there, you have to hold down ZR and then hit the pass button. Doesn't that already sound way too frustrating to you? And I, at first when I was playing like the practice run, I was alley-ooping like a mofo. And then I've been playing against the computer and I am not pulling off these alley-oops that are supposed to be quick and snappy and fun. And it's just not working. And mm. like I said, I'm, I'm going back. I'm talking myself in circles because what's wrong with me? Do Is it just because that I like NBA Jam so much? Or is it that I cannot accept a new basketball game, but I re- I just really feel like the game doesn't really know what it is at this point. Okay. Um, what is cool is that I bought it for the Switch. So uh, playing on the TV, 
not all that great. Uh, I would much rather just play NBA Jam on my TV, but I can play it on my nice little Switch, or I can take it to your house, and I can take off the controllers, and me and you can— You're not invited. Me and you can be dumbfounded and going, why Why do I have to hold down six buttons just to make one shot? Yeah. Um, a frustrating thing about the Nintendo Switch— there's no online, so my buddy Kyle got it. I would like to play against him. He would probably trounce me because I do not understand this game yet. But there is no online. They have promised to add online in the in the in the future. Um, I am not going to play a lot of this. Score it! I, I, no. Oh, sorry. Cool it, sorry. bud. Sorry. So I like I am not going to play a lot of this. I will probably play it. Uh, you know. If I've got downtime, I, you know, if I'm laying in bed or something like that, I'm not going to go through and try to win on all these teams. Okay. Um, so there, I have a couple pro tips, and these pro tips were off, actually offered up to me by my buddy Kyle as we were talking about it today and reviewing it. Uh, if you don't like what you get out of your three starter packs, so like mm-hmm. I said, they'll give you cards and you'll get players out of there. And those are random. You start with a totally random. Yeah, you, you, you can, he did this. So he was the one that told me to do this. You can delete the save data and just start over. He said that he did it like over and over and over for hours trying to get LeBron James, and it never, <laughs> ever happened. So – the game, I, I, I'm not going to do what I did last week and crap on a game and give it a high score. At the moment, I'm giving, you're going to crap on it and I'm give it a low score. Giving it a six. Uh, the presentation is okay. It's awesome that I can play it on the go. I just want it to be more like NBA Jam, and Simplify it is a it. fundamental letdown that they tried to change up. Don't don't fix it if it ain't broke. Mm. You know, you know. Some down home wisdom. Could you there imagine Chunk. if your wife made a delicious lasagna, lasagna meal? Yeah. And she goes, Honey, I put chicken in it this time. Right. Would you throw the table? Yeah, we're actually gonna make a veg- vegetarian lasagna. <laughs> yes, Be like, I what? <laughs> what? I would get to divorce her right on the spot. That Done. kid's not going to Catholic school and I'm quitting my job. Yeah. I like I just couldn't imagine like don't how make- good is my wife's lasagna? It's, I had it so this weekend. Good. So we went to uh, – so your your wife made lasagna this week weekend, and it was my wife's um, graduation. And I texted her, and I said, hey, do you know what would really get me into the graduation spirit mm-hmm. if you would make that Just lovely super lasagna? Meaty she, lasagna. She, was, she texted back, and she said, well, I guess you're going to be plenty happy. I uh, And I, I always – I Score my wife's lasagna. <laughs> your wife's lasagna is an 11 yes. out of 10. It, you, know, uh, you know how on uh, – what is that comedy movie where the, the rock amps go up to 11? Yes. Uh, uh, not the Spinal section. Tap. Spinal Tap. <laughs> that, that is – it's cheesy. Uh-huh. It's beefy. Mm. It's saucy. Mm. And it's, it's taking – it's taking too much of those ingredients and squeezing them into this uncontrollable lasagna. The lasagna is 11 out of 10. Yes. NBA Jam. NBA Playgrounds, NBA Jam, 6, six out, out of 10. 10. Um, that's it for that review. We will be right back with a review of the new At The Drive-In album. Oh! Hello and welcome back to Afternoon Yap. So uh, we're going to close the uh, episode today with something I've never done before. I want to review the new At The Drive-In album. Uh, It's called Intertalia. It just came out. This album, they have not put out an album in 17 years. Uh, With me uh, is one of my good buddies that I met while I was in Toledo, Ohio. And he was, he's a big fan of this band. And I want to ask him some questions. I do not know if he likes the album or not. But uh, to start, we have to we have to 
address the elephant in the room is the the band has not put an album out in 17 years and the last album that they put out was relationship of command which I, I i i'm so excited it's hard for me to put into words but when i got to college i had kind of found myself in a place where i was getting less and less excited about music in general i've uh, ever since i was 12 years old i have loved uh, alternative rock and then in high school i would grow to love punk rock and then eventually late in my high school career i would grow to love hardcore i in in 2000 Punk rock in general and rock and roll in general was in this real stale state. And I went to Toledo and I started to meet all of these guys that were in the same position that I was. Toledo, Ohio in 2001 was very much, Dave, I don't know if you can attribute to this or not, but there was a lot of metal kids there and the music scene was actually pretty good. I couldn't believe that I met so many guys off the bat that I didn't have to explain why the band Converge was good or why the band Poison the Well was good. And I I had expressed to my buddies that punk rock and rock and roll in general had grown stale. And everybody that I had met, I had met like all of these guys and they had said, have you heard of the band at the drive-in? I had heard of them a year before. Um, one of my buddies that went to college, he said, you need to listen at the drive-in. I bought a single that was off of relationship of command. It was one arm scissor. I listened to it. I just didn't get it. And then flash forward a year later, I'm sitting down and I'm listening to relationship of command and something just snapped where this, this was a group that was, that had an album that encapsulated everything that I loved about rock and roll, everything that I loved about punk, everything that I loved about hardcore. It was very much the same way that I felt the first time that I heard Nirvana's Nevermind. In the way that Nirvana Nevermind kicked the doors down and ushered in this new state of alternative music, at the drive-in was kicking the doors down on 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 punk rock and post-hardcore and alternative music and Dave, do you remember what happened? They put this album out and they quit. <laughs> it, and, it was pretty, uh, pretty rockstar move there. <laughs> and 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 people and so I I want to address this album because they have a new album out after 17 years and it is the follow up to Relationship Command, which is this hugely important, hugely successful punk rock record that changed my life. It very much changed my life in the same way that um, Nirvana's Nevermind did. And I I just, I want to start by saying that Relationship of Command didn't just happen overnight. This band had been together since 1993. They had been, when Relationship of Command came out, they were in their height of their touring. They were in the height of their drug use. They were in the height of their music capability, and they were young. And they had put out two albums before this. They had put out um, a handful of EPs before this. The whole time that they were doing all of this, they were honing their sound. So people look back on Relationship of Command, and they want to compare it to their new album. And I'm sitting here scratching my head and saying, you understand that there's no possible way that you could ever, ever come back from those heights the 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 place that that band was in 
it's not something that you could capture again. It, the, the place that that, play, that that band was in, they broke up. Like, they they were at their height of their popularity. Like, they were seeing all these people come to their shows, and they're this little band out of Texas. There are these five skinny dudes making this this fast, frenetic punk rock, and next thing they know, they they quit. And so the the new uh, At The Drive-In, it came out this week. I have not gotten a chance to ask you, but I just want to know what are your feelings given all of these expectations? Uh, on a scale of one to ten, I'll just I'll throw out a seven. Uh, I liked it, uh, but I definitely was trying to not um, do exactly what you're saying, like expecting it to be what they had been prior. I was trying to basically just see how well they were going to come back together after they've been through all these side projects, like Mars Volta, Sparta, all that stuff. Um, and plus, this album doesn't have Jim Ward on it, which he was a founding, you know, guitar player. And so I was expecting it to sound a little more uh, Omar Rodriguez, you know, heavy. But there's a lot of lot of chops and a lot of good, like, catchy uh, riffs and stuff that I really liked about it. And uh, I didn't think they would necessarily be able to tame it down, you know, from all their other side projects because it's so insane, like, prog rock stuff that I was thinking they weren't going to be able to do it and this is going to be a cash grab, you know, reunion thing, but it's pretty good. I, I like it. There's like the first three tracks I think are amazing. The third track is my favorite. Um, and I like the, the very last track. The other ones, I gotta say, Cedric or however you say his name, uh, Cedric, um, man, his vocals are hard to get through sometimes. They're sometimes just really obnoxious and like, <laughs> to me anyways, I uh, can listen to it and be like you know this song would be awesome if he wasn't singing like a weird drunken pirate <laughs> well you know you know gone from the album is that his like signature scream i mean it like 17 years later he's obviously not going to have that scream you know one of my yeah. uh, like my review for the album right now is at an is an eight like i just think for the this band to come back and make something that is good is is I just my expectations were so low, and I think that the, one of the most frustrating things that I'm running into is the people that seem to be the biggest that are the most against this album are other at the drive-in fans that are my age, and there's all these comments that I see online about. They're just they're It's like they're doing a cosplay of themselves, or it's like they're studying. They're studying the at the drive-in playbook and making an album that's not genuine. And it's like, what do you expect? How how do you go from like, and and you're and just like you said, these guys they broke up for this long. They've played a couple of reunion shows. How can you possibly recapture that magic that they had with Relationship of Command and and have a follow-up album? And for them to have an album that I can sit and listen to all the way through and that there's five or six songs that I think are great and there's about two or three songs that I think could fit somewhere on Relationship Command is just I'm I've just I've been so excited. I think that my fundamental problem with the record in general is there's a reason why Relationship of Command was so successful, and it was because of Ross Robinson. That dude, like, I don't want to make myself sound like a jerk, but he recorded, and I'm already embarrassed, and I'm already shaking my head that I know some don't of this say stuff. It, don't say it, Chuck. What are you doing to yourself? 
He recorded the first two. He's recorded the first two corn records. He recorded a Slipknot album. He, but what I want to say is, is he like Terry Date could take some of these bands that were club bands, take their sound and make them sound bigger than they actually were. So if you look at in Casino Out was uh, recorded live, which was, you know, the album they did right before Relationship of Command. And uh, with Relationship of Command, that actually sounded more um, true to their live performances than anything else that they had recorded, which coincidentally is their, which I think is their absolute best album, even though it was like, you know, not necessarily super produced, but it was definitely like um, made in mind to be a very successful album. And they were somehow able to do it. I think you're right. I mean, the producer has a lot to do with it, for sure. But it's also, you got to think about the time, you know, what was it, like 2000, 2001 or something when that was released? And uh, there was just nothing like that out there. And now there's just, everybody can make uh, an album, you know, GarageBand or whatever and put it out. And it's just, it's a lot of noise is out there. It's hard for something to kind of pierce through everything. And during that time, I feel like, their sound and then what we had access to which was fairly minimal at the time you know you're not using the internet as much as you are today uh it was just it was just groundbreaking so it's like it'd be like nirvana they come out with a new album now like i'm sorry i don't think it would be good at all (laughs) but uh somehow uh x driving was able to uh i don't know make make an honest record i don't think they were doing a cash grab thing i don't think they were doing it for nostalgia i think they just like making music and they just missed that that space that they were in or something and they just were like let's let's go for it let's let's do it that's how they all started was little punk band in el paso texas of all places you know there was an awesome uh like cover of a magazine that i saw that i really wanted to blow up and frame and it was a picture of at the drive-in in texas and it said uh, somewhere in uh, in texas five skinny dudes are changing the face of rock and roll and I just I I go back to the way that that band made me feel the first time that I heard them and I've said that to some of my friends I was like that band made me excited about rock and roll again that band made me excited about punk rock again and for this like I said for this album to come out and for the songs to be as strong as they are it's it's just a big success to me so uh, like I said, I'm giving the album an eight out of ten. I just I think that the, the 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 mix, the production could have been a little bit better. But I just got my tickets to go see them. I can't believe that I'm saying out loud that in a couple months I'm gonna go see them live. Like I when I they broke up and I loved them so much, and then they were broken up for 15 years, and I all I could think to myself was, man, I really missed this opportunity to see these guys. And I I want to close on one thing. If you've never heard at the drive-in before, just search their performances on like Conan O'Brien. The, 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 not only were they making this music, but they were so self-destructive. And like the way Cedric would just throw his body around on stage, they were just like so visually, I don't know, I want to sound like a jackass, but assaulting to go along with that sound that they had. Uh, Dave, thanks so much for uh, being on the Yap. Uh, I'll, I'll talk to you soon, bud. Hey, thanks for having me. Yep, see ya. Tony, now that I've bored you to death with oh my, my review God, at, at the drive-in. Terrible. <laughs>
Tony, I, you don't like music too I, much, so no, especially I, I, not whatever the hell all you were of this about. had to have just been going over your head on your way home. Yeah, search at the drive-in, no. and I just cannot wait for you to go. What is this nonsense? No, I'm not going to do it. So uh, that <laughs> is it for our episode. You can email us at afternoonyap at gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter at afternoon underscore yap. Tony, as always, bud. I really want to ear what. <laughs> Whoa! Wait, what? That sounded really, like you were gonna I go really, somewhere really bad. I would bad. really like to get some of that nice lasagna. I can't even like backpedal. No, and, that was going somewhere terrible for a second. It's there. eleven out of ten, bud. <laughs> don't, don't. All right, man. See you later. See, see you guys. Ya.